From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about the dynamics of a sexless marriage and working through this season together. There's an anonymous quote that simply asks, are you lovers or just roommates? Mm-hmm. And we're going to be digging deep into that as, as we really go into this concept of the sexless marriage. But just at the start of the show, I do want to mention that we did a show a couple months ago called Roommate Syndrome, and you can mm-hmm. find that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 473 uh, to just kind of even dig a little bit deeper into the idea of what it means to be roommates yeah. versus lovers. But as we get into this show, we love starting each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug's an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family and, and just what they're experiencing as being a part of the one family. And this week's hug is sponsored by Open Fit. And we're going to be sharing a little bit more about how this company is changing how we get fit later in the show. But this hug comes from an email message that we received that said, I have been encouraged by so many of your podcasts. I've listened to around 150 to 200 of them. Amazing. That's a lot. We're closing in on 500 here shortly. The resources on your website have been an encouragement as well. I recently accepted a job that will allow me and my wife to have more time to take our intimacy in the many areas you describe to the next level. The last year and a half has been tough with me having to work two jobs that kept me from being home as often. I would come home exhausted and not want to do anything or even just sit and cuddle on the couch. When I would, she'd be tired from caring for our two precious toddlers. We love them dearly, but it does impact our time together. Our sexual intimacy has definitely changed in frequency since our children were born. I expected it, and my wife did too. We try each week to dedicate time in various ways for just us. With all this said, God is always good. I say all this to give you a background on how you have been a help in us keeping our intimate flame going strong and understanding it just changes in the when and where. Yeah. I bought your seven days of sex challenge book. We plan on doing the challenge in the next month as it will be easier to accomplish. Thank you for your God-centered approach to marriage. I love it. And you know what? I can totally relate to this guy Mm -hmm. because there was a season in our marriage, you know, just hustling, working two jobs, making sure everything gets done. And, you know, at the end of the day, toddlers running around and just spent. Mm -hmm. And I remember those. And and actually, as we come into the summer season, I remember those sometimes being some of the hardest seasons because it would just be hot. Our old house didn't have any AC. I mean, it was just, wow, what a a time. And yet you guys are going after it. You guys are way ahead of us. So you guys are going to have an amazing marriage and growth Mm -hmm. and journey. Absolutely. So, so go after it. Absolutely. And as we jump into today's show, I know it may seem a little odd for, you know, for us to be talking about the absence of sex in a marriage when, you know, as Tony shares with you, you know, at the beginning of every show, you know, we talk about sex, love and commitment. And yet we get messages all the time, literally every day from folks who are in sexless marriage, mm-hmm. marriages. And it's not just It's not just husbands that are writing in and saying, you know what? My wife never wants to have sex. We haven't had sex and I can't remember how long it's wives too, Mm -hmm. right? This is not just a, a, a one sex thing that's dealing with this. It's actually impacting so many, so many, not just, not just out in the world, but also in the one family. Yeah. 
right? Because we know, we know we've been behind these mics for almost 10 years now, nine and a half years. And there are a lot of marriages in the one family that are very healthy from a sexual standpoint. Well, and part of it is because many of you in the one family have taken on a sex challenge. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, you, you needed to have that disruption in your lives and that was it. Or you've been taking on the intimacy lifestyle mm-hmm. and making it a part. You're scheduling sex and making it a part of your life. You, you were in that place where you were having a sexless marriage. And then you started coming here and you started listening and you started going, oh, wait a minute, we can make a shift. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we're going to really start talking about here today. For those of you who may be experiencing this right now, or maybe you know somebody who is as well mm-hmm. and what you can be doing. So that way you can get back on track with your sexual intimacy. That's so good because we went to all of you and said, like we do, you know, every week we've got questions posted on Instagram. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, go to one extraordinary marriage. Um, that's our, that's our, our handle handle. Thank you. I'm like, what's that thing? And that's our handle. And we, we continuously put questions up there cause we want to know what's going on. And when I asked the question, how many of you would define your marriage as sexless? 22% of you answered that question in the affirmative. And that's close to one in four. So if you think about the couples that you know, mm-hmm. right, just think, just take a minute and think about the couples that you know in your life. If in the one family we're at 22%, you know, so one out of four, one out of five of you are dealing with this. And that means that even if you don't consider your marriage to be sexless right now, you probably with those numbers know someone who is. You know, someone who's going to need this show, you know, someone that who's going to need a lifeline mm-hmm. because the numbers don't lie, right? I, I've seen numbers going anywhere from like 15% to 20 ish percent. And so we're right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we've got to address this topic because, you know, at, at its core, a sexless marriage is exactly what it sounds like. It's a marriage where there a couple's not having sex for an extended period of time. And it's generally considered that, you know, a couple will average um, between 10 and 12 times per year. Anything, you know, at that threshold or less than that is considered a sexless marriage. So let's just make this real easy. Let's just say 12 times a year. Mm-hmm. If you were to have a jar out and every time you had sex, you put a coin in there, a marble in there, a rock in there, a bead in there, whatever. At the end of the year, if you had... 12 or less in that jar, your marriage would be considered a sexless marriage. Mm-hmm. So, and, and some of you could just do that off the top of your head right now. Like, wow, the last time we had sex was a month ago, you know, or the time before that was three or four weeks ago as well. You know, this year right now, we're, we're at the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. How many times have you had sex? If you're around five or six, you're, you're right there. You're teetering on that edge. And there's an expectation when we get married that you're going to have sex and you're going to have it often, right? That, that's the reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not the reason to get married, but that is one of the reasons. That's one of the things that people look forward to. And, and it was curious because I, you know, I love knowing what people think. And so I asked the one family, I said, you know, what, what did you expect? How often did you expect to have sex per week before you got married? Right? Uh-huh. Like, what were you thinking? And, and the rain, the, you know, numbers range from everywhere from, I didn't think about it to every day with like 10 exclamation points. Okay. And so I took all those numbers and said, okay, what does this really look like? And the average response was about three times a week. So roughly every other day, okay. give or take. And then I said, I asked the question, well, okay, since being married, 
how often are you having sex every month? Because now I just kind of wanted to see what that aggregate looks like because sure. life happens and you're not always thinking on the week. And it ranged from not having sex at all to having sex at least once a day, right? So 30-ish times a month. But the average was about one and a half times per week. So we go from an expectation of every day, and I wish you could see Tony's face right now because he's just like. Well, it's half, and and when I think about that, that's that expectation. And so when we don't reach that expectation, and we're half of what we thought we were going to be doing, in terms of our sexual intimacy, there's a disconnect, mm-hmm. which causes a lot of frustration, which can cause anger, which can cause uh, pushing your spouse away, even though you're having sex one and a half times a week or more depending, or even less depending. Again, this is an average. And yet, if the expectation was three times a week, we as humans and as people feel like we're falling short. Right. What, what's wrong? What's going what's on wrong? in our marriage? Yep. What, how does this impact, you know, because there's an impact on your self-confidence. It's, there's an impact on your self-esteem, how you relate not just to your spouse, but to other people because you're carrying around all of these emotions. And, and I get it because we have definitely been in those sexless seasons. Let, let me just say this though. If you're having sex one and a half times a week, that would that would equal out to six times a month and you're not in a sexless marriage. Right. So Thank for you. for those of you who who are in that, you're you're not in a sexless marriage. This is just an expectation of what you thought you were gonna be having to what you are having now. Uh, and I'm glad you made that clarification because we're talking about all of this and we're giving you some numbers just to give you like reference points. Mm-hmm. Because when we were in these seasons in our marriage, like I remember, you know, I remember after our son Andrew died, right? That would have been December of 2004. And, and I was like, I, it was probably, well, it had to be about three months that we didn't have sex because we got pregnant with Abby. In February. In February, March, right? March, yeah, yeah. yeah so, right. but I, I honestly couldn't tell oh, yeah, you. It, was, it would have been March. And yet, I can't remember us having sex prior to that point. And I can't remember us really having sex much after that. No, because I freaked out being pregnant. That's true, you did. And, and I was like, you're not you're not getting anywhere near me mm-hmm. because I had spotting and all these kinds of, and I'm like, yeah, I'll see ya when I see ya type mm-hmm. of thing. So, you know, and pregnancy is one of those things that can create a, a season of sexlessness in a marriage that, that happened for us, you know, around pornography, mm-hmm. right? When we were healing from pornography and, and when it was actually a really big factor in our marriage, there was a season of sexlessness. And then I also remember for me specifically was that time prior to us doing the 60 days of sex challenge. Mm. There was that season right in there where the kids were like four and one, five and two, you know, right in that area where I felt like we were just moving along and not having sex at all. And and I remember that being one of those times. And, and it was as we were leading into the 60 days of sex challenge, we began to talk about sex more mm-hmm. because we were going into that small group. We were going to be talking about uh, the Song of Solomon's, talking about sexual intimacy. What does that look like? We began to talk about it, and yet we weren't really having it that much. Well, and and even those conversations, and, and you know, as we start to talk about why couples may find themselves in a place of sexlessness, not being able to talk about sex mm-hmm. is actually one of those things that can that can precipitate a, a season of sexlessness in your marriage. Sure. Because, and we've shared this many times on the show, neither one of us grew up in homes where sex was talked about. We didn't have a language there. And so it was 
well, like if you, if we can't talk about it, then it just kind of sits there and nothing happens. And, and if, if things aren't going well, or if I don't like that touch, or if I am not in the mood, there's, there wasn't a language mm-hmm. around being able to discuss that. And so we would just didn't, mm-hmm. right? We talked about the fact that pregnancy was an, a, a, a factor in a season of sexlessness, the pornography in our marriage. I mean, these are all things that can, you know, circumstances that can impact sexlessness. You can have, you know, medical or health conditions. And that can go both female and male. That can go both ways. I mean, it could be meds that you're on. You could be on some prescription that is impacting your libido, your physical responses. Guys, if the, if you are dealing with possible ED, erectile dysfunction, you know, see what you're, what you're taking. Is there something going on? Is the stress level that you've experienced happening? Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what I mean? Cause that in itself can, can open up doors for you to, to go, okay, what are some answers? Where do I need to find some, some information, possible physical limitations that you're experiencing right now? Well, and it's, you know, from a medical standpoint, it, you need to look at that. You need to have those conversations with your doctor. If there's no desire, if there's no libido, if you're like, I could take it or leave it and I'm on medications or I'm receiving treatment for something, talk to your doctors. Mm-hmm. Please talk to them. Don't just suffer in silence and say, oh, well, this must just be the way I am, right? Because it's, I was talking to somebody the other day about um, anti-anxiety, anti-depression meds, right? And how it kills the libido. Mm-hmm. And I said, so it's, it's like this double-edged sword. Like it does all this great stuff because it lowers the, the anxiety. It lowers all of that, you know, strong, intense emotions. And yet at the same time, what does it do? It, it numbs. lowers and it numbs. numbs. And so there's no like, eh, you know, there's no desire there. And so you've got to at least be having the conversations and quick note, we're not telling anyone to get off your medication. We're telling you to have a conversation with your doctors so that you can explore this. And, and those are and, and one other area I want to even talk about was like physical fitness, mm. your, your mm-hmm. own health. What are you eating? What are you drinking? What, what are you putting into your body? Are you getting out and doing some exercise again? Are you, are you moving your body? And believe me, there, there have been many a seasons. And I think even for Elisa and I, where you just get into a place where you, you don't feel good. So you don't work out mm-hmm. and you want to feel good, but you don't get to that place. And there have been other seasons where personally myself, I've overworked out, which has caused the, where you think you're healthy and yet it's causing an adverse effect in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, these ones that are more medical in nature, right? Where there are physical reasons, those are things that you need to, you need to share with your spouse. You need to, you know, get out and talk to your medical professionals, your team and things like that. But there are a couple other um, situations that cause sexlessness or can create a sexless environment in your marriage that we need to discuss because they need to be dealt with mm-hmm. so that you can move into a place of health. And, you know, the two of those are, you know, using sex as a weapon, right? Withholding sex as punishment, mm-hmm. getting into this place of, well, I don't like the way that you did this, or I'm angry at you, or you know what, you rejected me for doing this. And so I'm just going to punish you. Like, I'm not going to have sex with you. And this can go both ways as well. Absolutely. Alisa said many a times early on in our marriage, she, she was the gatekeeper. And yet, believe me, there are husbands who do and withhold sex from their wife to do the same thing, to punish them because mm-hmm. she may be the high desire spouse. She, she wants to be physically connected to him and yet he'll pull away. So this can go both ways. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, a woman 
deal. It can be also from the husband's side as well. And it's also looking at, you know, what are the resentments? What are mm-hmm. the frustrations? What are the hurts and the disappointments that have not been addressed? So maybe you're not withholding sex as a punishment, but you're withholding sex. You're creating this sexless environment because you've got all your stuff that you have not dealt with. And we've discussed this before as well. Healing from past hurts, from sexual hurts from the past, be it uh, you were molested. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were raped. Maybe you were told that sex was dirty, shameful, whatever it may have been, that needs to be addressed and dealt with. So that way you don't hold those resentments in you. And when you do have sex, you can actually enjoy it Mm -hmm. because our mind is powerful. And when we're in that place and we we hear that sex is dirty and naughty and, and gross, well, that can take you to a place of having a sexless marriage. Mm -hmm. Because as you think about it, you go, that's where that is, and I don't want to go there. So you will stuff that away by not having sex. And, you know, we look at this. I'm, I'm so glad you actually brought up the mindset thing because I just want to I want to share real quick what happened on a coaching call yesterday. We were talking about, um, I was talking to one of my clients and talking about the power of the mind and had actually encouraged journaling, right? I said, you've got all of these thoughts going on in your head. I just want you to get them out on paper. And he was sharing with me that he started doing it. And like the first couple of days, he's like, you know, at least it was just, it was yuck. You know, like I'm looking at, like I go back and read it. And I'm like, oh, there's a lot of negativity there. And he made a decision that he was going to start looking for the positive and, and okay. found that as he, you know, just chose to write down a couple of things that went well that day. When he went back and read it the next day, there was this residual effect of, of the mindset shift. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when we look at those thoughts, what have you been ruminating on? Have you been ruminating on all of the pain that your spouse has caused you, all of the feelings of rejection, all of those things, and you haven't gotten into this place of, you know what, what do I, what am I focusing on so that we can move past and not even past, move through the hurt, Mm -hmm. right? Because when you move through, that's where the healing comes from. When you move through the rejection, that's where the healing comes from. And, and as you begin to discover in yourself and in your marriage, what's causing the absence of sex right? Then you can begin to work on how to bring it back. Mm-hmm. But you have to know yeah. what the cause is. Like you can't just say, well, we're just going to, we're just going to do a seven days of sex challenge. Cause obviously that'll fix. If we just have more sex, that'll fix us. Well, it can for some, it can for some, depending on what the situation is. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I mean, obviously in our book, we really discuss this, mm-hmm. like setting yourselves up for success. These are things that when you're going into it, If you're willing to dive in while you're doing a sex challenge, it's amazing the breakthrough that can happen because we talked about, you can't talk about sex. Well, what happens if you do a challenge and you begin to talk about sex? What happens if you go into it and you you go, you know what? I'm going to start releasing this resentment that we have as we go through it. There can be breakthrough in that, but you got to start off and know like this is where we're at. And if you haven't done a challenge or you're wondering how to do a challenge to have the most success, grab our seven days of sex challenge. You can go to seven days and you can pick up either the physical book, the ebook, the audio book, get on it, mm-hmm. go do it, take a challenge, get on the same team together and see something, see something and, and, and expect that there's going to be some breakthrough in, during that time together. And the sex challenge may be one way, but we want to share some other ways Mm -hmm. that the two of you can work through this. Again, working through, but first we want to thank this week's sponsor and that's OpenFit. And OpenFit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss your sweat session, right? We're talking about time. We're talking about the body and being Mm -hmm. physically fit and being able to show up and, and break through the sexlessness. 
OpenFit takes all of the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming surface service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room or in our case, our bedroom, because we've got a, a big uh, we, master. I, we go in our bathroom. Bathroom, mm-hmm. big master bath in as little as 10 minutes a day. And, you know, it's it's changing the way that we work out for sure. Yeah. And I've been doing the Tough Mudder T30. You know, it's a great 30 minute program once a day, six days a week. You can go as hard as you want, but I have found for myself, it's quick, it's easy. I get my sweat on. I feel like I'm just getting some some muscle back, just getting some cardiovascular back from where I used to be. And honestly, it's quick, it's easy. And like Elisa said, we do it right here in our bathroom. So get a sweat session on, go take a shower and move on. And OpenFit is really just changing the way that we look at fitness and working out. And with our code one, you can join us on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, we want you to use our code one and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Now, right now during the OpenFit 30 day challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30 day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text one to 30, 30, 30, you're going to get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts, nutrition information, everything totally free. Again, just text one to 30, 30, 30. So the sexlessness, it's like the elephant in the bedroom, right? It's right there. It's that big obstacle between the two of you having sexual intimacy. And the question is, what are you going to do next? Right? What is this going to look like for the two of you? And, and like so many things here at one, it's going to start with a conversation and and I'll tell you, it's not going to be easy. We've had that conversation, Mm -hmm. but it is necessary. Do you know why the two of you are in this place? Do you know what your spouse wants from your sexual intimacy? Do you know what's going on with them that's keeping them from stepping into this place? Because there's a reason, right? There is, you know, nobody wakes up on their wedding day and says, great. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to stand up there before friends and family, and we're going to be all dressed up in our fancy clothes. And I'm going to say I do. And then I'm thinking this is going to be like, we're never going to touch each other, have sex for the next 50 years. Ain't nobody in the history of the world has said that. And yet there are so many people that are living that, but we've got to understand the why. And then it starts to get into this place of going, how do you foster the emotional intimacy? Because as I've often shared with spouses on coaching calls, it's very hard to step into this place where you're going to be physically naked and physically vulnerable if you're missing that emotional piece, mm-hmm. right? What's the emotional healing that needs to happen? What needs to be dealt with and really dealt with? Not just, not just an I'm sorry, not just a, you know what, it's okay, or I'm fine, or anything else that you want to like throw up as the white flag. Stop throwing up the white flag and actually do what the work that needs to be done to heal from whatever pain. Mm-hmm. Because... And I was just going to say, I think when it comes to the emotional intimacy, it also ties in with what we were just speaking about with the conversations. These are just, we, we gotta get past the surface, Mm -hmm. gotta get past the surface of discussing, look throughout our entire catalog folks and start looking up whatever episode we have that's on sex, listen to them together, pick a date, start talking about it. Let the conversation start flowing. You got to get open, honest, and transparent with one another. You have to. There, there needs to be a place where you're willing to go with your spouse. And this is a place that you would go with your spouse that you won't go with anyone with anyone else. Mm-hmm. There are conversations that Elise and I have about our sexual intimacy 
that only Elisa and I go there because it's about us. And those can be fun conversations. Sometimes they can be tough. Sometimes it's just sort of like, okay, let me understand where you're at. And yet the biggest thing, when I talk to, when I talk to men and they come up to me at church or in the community, or when I'm just out and about and they've heard the show and they're asking, I'm like, are you willing to get open, honest, and transparent? And it can take some time. It's not something that just comes off, off the tongue because you haven't done it yet. And yet you can do it. It's something that I had to learn and Elisa had to learn together. And we still are walking through it at times. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one thing I want to say about, you know, working through sexlessness. And it's, it's not one person or the other. Right. You may, you may be saying there going, yeah, well, this is all my wife's fault or this is all my husband's fault. If they would just have sex with me. And the reality is, is that there's something in the dynamic between the two of you working through sexlessness in your marriage is not solely the person that is withholding sex, their responsibility. There also comes a point though, with the person who is withholding sex that they need to have that breakthrough Absolutely, because, because I, I, it doesn't matter how much I talk to you about it. Or, or say, Alisa, you need to come alongside it. If you're withholding and, and you're in a place where you cannot talk about sex or there, there's a physical ailment or you, you, you're just shutting down, no matter what I say or do, isn't going to change who you are. Mm-hmm. There has to be healing on your part that needs to happen. I can come alongside you and walk along that healing. And yet you need to still be willing to take the step and get help. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're the one who needs to go, okay, it's time for me to, to, to hire a coach. It's time for me to go see a counselor. It's time for me to go see a therapist. It's, it's time for me to break through where I'm at and, and get some healing and, and, and resolution. Right. Because the mind's powerful and you can convince yourself that not having sex is good for your marriage. And you can convince yourself you know, of all of these different things that he doesn't deserve it or she doesn't deserve it, or I'm just going to keep doing this because I can, or because it's gotten easier because to have sex now would be awkward. You can convince yourself of anything. That's why I shared that story about the coaching client earlier that, that realized just in a few days that he could actually control his thoughts and shift from a negative mindset to a positive one by what he was choosing to recognize, right? The same thing is true. If you've got resentments and, and undealt with stuff, if we can shift what you're focusing on, you can actually shift the outcome Mm -hmm. that you're going to experience. And so if you need to get help, it's time, right? It's time to look into coaching. It's time to say, you know what? I'm not like, this isn't working in my marriage. And if you want to learn more about coaching here at One Extraordinary Marriage, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching, Mm -hmm. right? It may be that you just need someone else to work with you because you've been trying to do it for too long by yourself. Yeah. And lastly, it's time to get sex on the calendar. Mm-hmm. So let, let's just say you've gone through a season, you, you've had a kid or two, um, you, you've gone through the healing process, everything's good. You, you've had some separation in, in the sexual department, which we've encountered, and it feels awkward again, like trying to come together. Like, how do we do this? Because we haven't done it for the last two or three months. Don't allow that to continue to move, keep happening. You, you guys have to start scheduling sex. Get it on the calendar. Best place to go for this, we did a show, an episode called Scheduling Sex. It's episode 140. And you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 140. Start there. Bring back the romance. You know, have something for to look forward to. 
get the get the lubri- lubrication out, get the diffuser out, get the salt lamp out, get some music going. These are all things that we've discussed. Do something to shift the atmosphere in your bedroom so you get back on it. It may not be what you had prior to this point, and yet you start doing baby steps. You start walking through this again together. It's sexlessness doesn't have to be a permanent condition in your marriage. And maybe, you know, even as you're thinking about this and, and, and as we're bringing this show to a close, maybe you're thinking, okay, right now intercourse isn't where we're at. What can you do that is sexually intimate? Mm, yeah. Right. Like Tony just said, look at the baby steps, right? If, if sexual intimacy has been absent from your marriage, what's the one thing that you can do that would take you a step in that direction that maybe, maybe tonight you just sleep naked mm-hmm. because your bodies haven't actually touched each other without clothes on and well, you can't even remember. Let's do that tonight. Maybe it's, maybe it's a kiss, right? We did that show a few weeks ago on kissing. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're like, you know what? I'm just going to stop and actually kiss my spouse. Or maybe, maybe I'm just going to give them a hug. Like, I don't know what I can do, but I can wrap my arms around them and pull them in and say, I'm working on it. Choose one thing that's going to get you closer to the vision that so many of you had for your marriage. And I'm not saying you have to have sex three times a week, but bring this really vital component of your marriage. Give it an opportunity to breathe again. Give it an opportunity to be vital in your marriage and an opportunity for the two of you to rediscover one another and rediscover this aspect of your marriage. Yeah, you guys got this. Start looking at what we discussed here today. Take one of those pieces. Where 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 are you hurt and what do you need to open up to? Let's just start there. What's that one piece that you need to look at in yourself right now that you're holding back that's causing the sexlessness in your marriage? We love you guys. We're excited to see you jump in, to start scheduling sex, to start romancing each other again, to start having those amazing times in the bedroom and outside the bedroom as you have sex again. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys. Mm